Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Presented by Barstool Sportsbook and Ameristar Casino Blackhawk. Getting some good news. D'Amico Ryans, who late this week emerged as the favorite for the Houston Texans head coaching job. Of course, his season is over. His team season is over, which is all bad, except it does clear the path for him to be named the Houston Texans head coach at some point later in this week. Here's where it stands. He is considered to be the favorite. The Denver Broncos who also had significant interest in D'Amico Ryans after interviewing him. They have received indication that he his attention is headed elsewhere. Houston, of course, where he played a former second-round linebacker and a former captain there. So he's going to do a second interview with the Texans this week. Assuming all goes well, and it should, he will be named the Texans' next head coach, the second hire of this cycle. This is Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network talking about D'Amico Ryans, looking like he's going to take the Houston job. So again, just a recap. It seemed as if your top four candidates that the Broncos were feeling out were Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, and D'Amico Ryans. All four of those feel like they're off the table now. Well, let's take each one and what happened. Okay. Let's start with Sean Payton, which is still in play, mind you. Yeah. Sean Payton is not off the page here. It's still in play. He's he's still talking. So, to me, what that feels like, and we don't know anything about Sean Payton, but what that feels like to me, Vic, is New Orleans is asking for a lot, and people don't exactly. want to give it to it him. Exactly. It felt like this. The Broncos interviewed Payton. They probably like each other, but the Broncos said, let's finish the process. Let's put a pin in that one because of the price we have to pay right. for the rights to Sean Payton. And it's not his price, not no. Payton's price. No. It's hey, the price to acquire exactly. him. Hey, Sean, it's nothing personal. We love you. But I don't know if I want to give up half my house to go, get you. Go talk to your boy right. about what they're asking right. about. Right. Yeah. So that's number one. Harbaugh, clearly vastly interested in Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, so much so that you took another private trip to Ann Arbor last week just to re-gauge if he's really cool with staying at Michigan. Harbaugh decides he likes Michigan over Denver. I don't think that's necessarily over yet. But that would be really cruel of Jim Harbaugh to tell Michigan he's staying. And then after decision day for recruits, February 1st, when they sign on the dotted line, if he were to alter and come back to Denver after that date, Think about how low of a blow that would be. Would you, do, you, do you want somebody like that that would do that? Coaches have done this. Well, you know what? Mel Tucker did that. He waited till what, February 12th or something yeah. like that before he took the Michigan well, State job? look what job. we think of Mel. 
It's a dirtbag move, but I've seen coaches do it before. I don't think Harbaugh would do that to his alma mater, or, or, though. Or, or maybe his alma mater's telling him to do that. Maybe Michigan is saying, hey, if you leave now, it's going to cause a ruckus with all these recruits. Dude, just can you stick it through February 1st? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. All right. Let's take that off the table because we don't know what that is. D'Amico Ryans, who, when this process started, not many people even mentioned D'Amico Ryans. Because we all had in our heads that they were going for previous head coaching yeah. experience. So now he emerges with the other two out of the picture as the guy. And he wants to go to Houston? I, that's what I was saying, dude. There's an appeal to taking over a team starting fresh that just fired two coaches after the first year, so he's going to get at least a few out of this. And you're probably going to get Bryce Young with that second and overall pick. And never underestimate the instant babysitter. Your wife is from Houston. Her parents oh, yeah. are from there. When you move to a place where you have an instant babysitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, trust me. I wish. You know. I wish. And then the last one here was Dan Quinn, who went back to Dallas. And I'm just going to assume that maybe he got a little talking to from Jarrah that said, hey, stick around. I'm not hugely confident in this McCarthy thing, but I can't fire him because he won a playoff game. Say, say, if, it, say it in Jerry's voice. If things go south next year. South. I don't know how I feel about this McCarthy guy. Shady wanted, I wanted him to be Tom Landry, but you're next in line. I think that's what happened. All right, boss. All right, boss. Because I can't, I can't believe Vic that Dan Quinn's sitting here like he wants to be Wade Phillips, mm-hmm. a coordinator, the rest mm-hmm. of his life. No. And it's 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 hilarious how it emerges to me because it, every year this happens. The coordinators on the staffs that get the farthest, right? Yep. They always emerge as candidates. But most times you get the D'Amico Ryan stuff, which they already had interviews, and they're just, you're kind of waiting for. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm not remembering this correctly, but all the Kafka and, and Amaruno or whatever his name is from Sensei. <laughs> Too many M, N's and M's next to yeah. each other. I don't remember like the season ends and M- then they start their interview process. Amaruno? That sounds right. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, most of the time, he would have had an interview or two already and then circled Uh back afterwards. Uh, On the Twitch feed, the Broncos' job is overrated. The Broncos' job is the league's least attractive out there. Are we overly biased since we live here, talk here, I grew up here? Are we not seeing that? Am I... Am I not looking into a mirror? Instead, I'm looking into something else. What What's happening here? Here's what I don't know. I don't know how they're pitching this. Are they pitching this as a ready-made, ready-to-win team that the last coach just couldn't, forgive me, well, how, do, how do you view a job, though? Do you view a job as one year or down the road, this is a five-year program? They should be pitching this as a longer-term thing. Because here's if I was the Walton Penner group, here's how I'd sell it. If I really wanted yeah. to coach, I'd say, look, I think this team is capable of winning in the short term. But let's say it doesn't. If it doesn't, I just fired a coach after the first year. I'm not doing that again. So you're going to get more than a year. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're bad. You win another five games and you end up with a top five pick. Guess what, Vic? Take a quarterback next year. Have him sit a year under Russell Wilson, and then you can make your jump or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's the wor- the absolute worst place to be. The contract for Russell Wilson is obviously something that if it doesn't work, it's going to be a huge hindrance to what you want to do. But yeah. after next season, 
not this one, but the one following that, you can you can get out of it for sure. a price, but it's doable. You have to understand, for the last 20, 30 years in this town, when it came to the Denver Broncos and a job came open, whether it be head coach, assistant coach, quarterback, any job, this is where people applied first. Sure. This is a marquee job. This is a heritage organization. This is where you want to work. It's Denver. It's the Broncos. It's tradition. And to hear that and to have that, I, I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know if it's impacting the amount of time it's taking to land a coach. But that's, wow, that's shocking. You know what? You hate to say it, but it's like you haven't made the playoffs in seven years. You're one of the few teams that hasn't done it. Name bad teams in the league. They've probably made the playoffs before you have. And this year you've embarrassed yourself on national television a lot. Multiple times. Yeah. That whole, like, uh, hey, they're a heritage franchise in the NFL stuff, that that goes to a certain extent. But you know what? You need to have some success. And you asked me the question, do I trust the Walton Penner group? I guess I have no reason not to so far, but I can't say yes yet. I don't. They haven't really done all that much. Yeah. I can't say I trust them wholeheartedly. I don't know. There's not a lot of evidence to base it off of. They're just trying to get the bearings straight. But I'll tell you this. This is sort of a confidence thing with me. And I'm not feeling very confident about this search right now. When we just went through like what we felt were the top four candidates and all four at least have said no, chosen somebody else. You know what I mean? That's doesn't make me feel great. Because I don't know what the pitch has been to make them say no to that. See, the, the thing about coaching searches, though, there's never a surefire hire. There's always a doubt, no matter who you bring in. Yeah. Let me ask you to rewind a little bit. When the Kansas City Chiefs hired Andy Reid, what do you think they were saying in Kansas City? He can't win a playoff game. Yeah. He, he loses big leads late. I always thought Andy Reid was great, but that was a narrative surrounding him. Yes. He loses big leads late. Can't hold a lead. Never wins the big game. Always blows it. Time management problems. Did you like see all some that. of the play calls yesterday with a hobbled quarterback? He's brilliant. Yeah. They're set. There's always questions everywhere. Hell, there, there were questions about your boy in Cincinnati, the former Nebraska quarterback. Yeah, Zach Taylor. They wanted him out like of two course. and a half years in. And then they won like every game after that. He ain't losing his job anytime soon. Sirianni. He ain't losing his job anytime soon. Nope. But there's always doubts when you hire a coach. I'm just saying we're making a little too much of this, in my humble opinion. You might be right. I think I think we're going a little overboard on how long it's taking and who it is. Somebody, somebody that that they, whoever they choose is going to have to fix the entire system. It's a staff thing, not just a coach thing. For me, it's not the fact they haven't hired somebody yet. I want to make something clear. It's the fact that you aren't sure. Well, it's the unsure, and unsettled this, nature, really. It, all of Denver, everybody in our business, especially in the radio business, in the in the media business, oh, uh, uh, panic. Well, hang on. Let me let me just clarify something. It's not that they haven't hired somebody. Most teams with openings haven't hired somebody yet. The Panthers have, and that's it so far. I mean, Colts are still open. Yeah. Texans still I li- open. By the way, Broncos, I like Cardinals that. Cardinals still open. I like that hire by the Panthers. I like Frank Reich. I don't know why they didn't talk to him. You know what? Frank Reich I gives me. I would have taken Frank Reich You know, here. it's funny you say that. It gives me the same feeling I had last year. Remember, the Broncos never talked to um, Jacksonville's 
To Peterson. Peterson. And yeah. I, I always said, why Why didn't the Nuggets consider Doug Peterson? Same vibe. I had the exact same vibe for Frank Reich. You and me are on the same page on it, this. When he got hired, I'm like, why wouldn't? That not guy even a discussion. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. And who knows what he and Ursay discussed. That, right. That must have been a weird dynamic. Well, here's the thing, though, just to finish it. It's not that they haven't hired somebody. It's this. When I hear they're, they're interviewing new guys in this process, that's what weirds me out. Sure. Because I felt like if you still want to talk to people, that's fine. But I thought this was second interview yeah. time. This is narrowed down list. Okay, yes. we got a couple options. When I hear new, that's what makes me think, uh-oh, yeah. you've missed on the guys that you wanted already. Yeah. This is Flax on our Twitch feed. You, you make such a great point, and it's what many of us in this business too arrogant to admit. The Broncos in action just makes sports media silly because everyone has to be a fortune teller, and I was right, guy. He's so right. Yeah. Everybody wants to be on top of these stories and yeah, hound dog in this. We, I, at some point, you got to just sit back and wait for the process well, to end. You can't be on top of every process. You can't be first to have it. I don't know, dude. I don't have any history with the Walton, Walton Penner group. I don't know these people. I met them. I met them on a couple occasions. Nice guy. Great dude. I don't call him on a daily basis saying, where you ha- where are you interviewing next? By the way, I've almost done a million times what you almost just did because Peyton, Penner, Walton. I almost say Walter, Penner, Peyton. I do that like all the time. Every There's time. too many of the same words in here. Um, but I'm just I'm trying to shoot you guys straight here. I have no interest, Vic, in being the I'm right guy. I don't think that matters for anything. And if you if you find a host or a TV personality that says I'm right, watch how many times they're wrong and they don't say anything about it. So I think that stuff's useless. I'm just saying. The new interviews now are the ones that freaks me out because that means you're uh, that, you're down on the list yeah. so far that you're almost panicking. Sure. That's what it feels yeah, like. If they're not part of your original round of interviews, that means something happened with that original round of prospects. Like I would how about this? Just to make this a a more real life scenario, mm-hmm. like they've hired, I'm sure, yeah. a whole bunch of important people for the Walmart group, right? Sure. How many times during those interviews have they gone? And I know those things take months for companies yeah. like that. But if they hit month eight and they're like, well, let's talk to this new guy now. They're probably mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this isn't what we planned on. Yeah, but sometimes making the right choice constitutes going to another level, going to the next next guy, next person. Sure. So I'll, I'll give you an example. When you got this job, how many years ago? Four. Just you, over four. You, just so you weren't even on the radar. You weren't even being considered. You were a blip. You are some nobody. Nobody even knew who you were. Mm-hmm. You were not the first, second, third, ninth. <laughs> you were like Super Bowl C in choices. Yep. Way down there. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we got to you after months of an exhausted, yeah. exhaustive search nationwide, it extended worldwide. Yeah. Do you know how many people we said no to? Give me the number. 96. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're stuck. I'm your Jerry Rosberg that just won't leave anymore. And and it turned out great. Well, as we get to a break, um, I want to talk more about the championship games coming up. Again, if you guys want to give us a call, by the way, if you think I sound crazy, 303-504-0925 is the Shant Mazda text line. Give us a call on that as well. Um, let me ask you this question as we kind of bounce around some different things. I, hold on real quick. I got mm-hmm. to mention this. So this week is uh, SYR week for my daughter. They're, 
That's what you ask? Okay. Well, no, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie, Sadie Hawkins. Hawkins. So the women ask the dudes. I don't even know what that... Well, like, this has been around since I was in school. I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Yeah. So they're making posters at home. Like, it's all like Hobby Lobby time. Yeah. I would love if the Bronx ownership group made posters <laughs> for prospective coaches. Yeah. Like petition a group of Put high them school outside students. outside the door, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the question I want to ask, and we'll get to a lot of stuff here in the next 40 minutes, but did you hate losing or hate that Embiid played well more on Saturday? Because I think a lot of people felt differently about that. We'll get to it next. By the way, just quickly on the NFL front, Vic, did you see this report that came out that uh, so Fangio is going to take the DC job in Miami? Good for him. He's going to pair up with McDaniel. I think highest a great paid hire. coordinator in football. That part of it, highest paid coordinator in football, coming will be off Vic a Fangio. good good paycheck that he took here from the Broncos in the last year. We knew this was coming. We knew he'd get a job like this. Uh, highest paid coordinator, pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Vic, if there's one thing the Dolphins needed to really take themselves over the top, it was a defense that was functional because we know how good that offense was. I think that's perfect. I mean, it, I, I'm sure Mike McDaniel watched the Broncos from afar too and saw what Fangio was capable of, as everybody does. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a brilliant hire. Bro, and uh, I know Vic, for one, uh, wanted to go somewhere warm. Who wouldn't? He's at that point in his life. Miami's not bad. Where it means something to him. I'm happy for him. You know, I I don't know if you're on that side of the fence. Those who hate everybody that's come through town. Like the Mosier side. You know how Mosier has his thing about yeah. certain people. I like Vic Fangio. Dude, I don't hate Fangio. I don't hate Hackett. It just, it didn't work. Okay, fine. Whatever. I like them all. I mean, it didn't work. Whatever reason. Vic Fangio, to me, was a first-time head coach. Just like Hackett. Just like Vance Joseph. First-time head coaches have issues yeah, from a lot of game management positions. And we they know, have issues. We know this, Vic, that there are plenty of coaches in this league that are bad head coaches in phenomenal coordinators. And you know what else? He never had a quarterback. Right. Banjo never had a quarterback. And if you're going to make up some bull, almost cursed, if you're going to make up some bull that he had, oh, he had plenty of reason. No, he didn't. Name is quarterback. The only thing that failed him was the offense. If he had a decent quarterback, I think we'd think of Fangio a lot differently. And I some people didn't do. like his attitude. Some people didn't like his philosophy. Oh, he's an old crusty guy. Whatever. You can, whatever. Belichick's an old crusty guy. He wins. Yeah. Yep. No, I got no ill will towards him. I'm happy for him. I think that's a perfect marriage between those two. Him going to Miami and fixing that, a team that is certainly playoff caliber. I mean, hell, dude, remember, Miami damn near won their playoff game with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Dude, that's another thing, too. You see how valuable that position is, how Miami fell apart once they started losing QBs. Yep. And and watching the NFC Championship game, all right? You're talking about the two championships. Championship Saturday, Sunday is the second most important date on uh, an NFL schedule, clearly. Mm-hmm. And one of the games all of a sudden becomes an exhibition game. It's It doesn't even matter. They pretty much, let's just call a spade a spade here. The 49ers played that game with Kendall Hinton at quarterback. That's what they did. They, Vic, Purdy came in like midway through the third quarter. He finished the game with four passing attempts. It was obvious he couldn't do anything either. I felt bad. I felt bad for the whole organization. I felt bad, just bad timing. You know, San Francisco gets its act together. We saw them here. Hell, the Broncos beat them. 
their quarterback ran out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. The Broncos beat them. They did not look that good. They got it together. They went on a massive win streak. The team nobody wanted to play. This young, no-name quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. And then that happens? Man, we didn't even get a chance to enjoy it. No. Well, and even Was that his first pass attempt? No, I think it was like his second. But even this Vic, he gets knocked out of the game. In comes the guy who's played for 30 different franchises, Josh Johnson, playing in the NFC Championship game. They drive down the field and score a touchdown to tie it 7-7. to mm-hmm. And the Eagles looked like, oh, we're a little bit nervous now. Yeah. And then he goes down with a concussion, and then they had nothing. They're throwing double reverse passes. They're like, oh, what do we do? uh, The Eagles, given what happened, they were going to win that game regardless, so I'm not making this an excuse. I'm not. But that the benefit of fortune that found them early. Oh, yeah. First of all, the pass, the remarkable grab, or we thought was a grab by Smith, and then they, they looked at the replay from the other angle, and I, for one, thought he caught it. I was like, okay, yeah. And everybody's blaming the San Francisco coaches for not reviewing it, but it was hard to see. Can I ask you this, though? Because the TV cameras, we did not get a clear angle until we didn't get like the two other minutes. Side. We didn't get the other side. The but if a receiver makes a catch like that, and instead of celebrating, is screaming at his offense to, to get to the up. line, doesn't that indicate Isn't something? that a red flag? Yeah. yeah. Like maybe he's playing chess and just trying to fool you into losing yeah. a timeout. But most of the time when he's not celebrating the catch and saying, let's go, kind of gives you an indication. Mm -hmm. Um, So one other question I had from over the weekend, we talked a lot about the the Avs and their win over the Blues and screw Jordan Bennington. To the Nuggets, though. I was watching the game with a few Nuggets fans. Diehards. Pissed. How how hard? um, So diehard that we were at the bar. They got up and left before the game was over. They were too mad about it. So that level. Mm-hmm. Do you think people were more pissed if they felt that way, that the Nuggets lost to the Sixers or that they lost because Embiid yeah. was great? The latter. It's a pride game. Yeah. It's a pride game in terms of here's a chance to flex our muscle versus your muscle. Oh, you guys, you know, we're two-time MVP. Your guy got all Philadelphia. He got a certificate from the mayor. Yeah. We're going to prove it to you, and we're going to do it on national television. And instead, the opposite happened. Their guy shown, their guy came to play. You their guy had the numbers, you and can't, you can't change that. You can't take away from it. But the the longer it fades, you know, the game happened two days ago. The longer down they play again on March twenty seventh, mm-hmm. and perhaps the perhaps the Nuggets will be the more desperate team by then. Perhaps sure. it'll mean a lot more because this game meant more to Philly and Embiid. You know, one thing, I was just talking to Kevin about this. One thing I respect about Joel Embiid, and I've never, ever hammered Embiid the player, ever. I just can't stand some of the narrative coming from Philly. Embiid's a passionate, emotional guy. Yeah, he is. I like that. Me too. If you if you notice, if you guys actually stayed for right after the game got done, did you happen to see that nobody on the court really seems to hate each other? Jokic and Embiid gave each other a big hug. Mm-hmm. We're laughing and joking after the game. The The other players yeah. were hugging each other. That The hatred only stems from the yeah. fan bases. But we can't be here, – here's where we can't contradict ourselves as mm-hmm. sports fans. If you're going to criticize Joker for, for not being passionate enough, emotional enough, understand something. When you have that slow harpy – and the game gets tense, and it's late in the game, 
There's a reason Nikola Jokic leads all players in game-winning shots late. Yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason why when the game gets tense down the stretch, in the final seconds, he's able to execute because of that slow heartbeat, because he's emotionless. When he hit the jumper against Orlando, the three, and he didn't celebrate at all, put Embiid in his shoes. What does Embiid do? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, God. He's... Hell, he's doing the Macarena. Yeah. Ripping the jersey off. He's doing the Macarena. Cupping the ear to the crowd. Yeah. and that's just the difference between the two. It's good and it's bad. Yeah, do you want your guys emotional? Yes. But you know what? There's something to be said for being even-tempered, even-keeled. I'm not upset about his, quote, lack of emotion. That's just who the guy is. The thing that upset me about Jokic is the game started to slip. I needed him to get into takeover mode. And he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't shooting. When you feel the game slip, you're unguardable. Do your thing. Yeah. That was my problem. What did you think about the tweet I delivered shortly after that game that started a firestorm in Philly? Do you know how many I Philly thought, fans just oh, yeah. jumped my... I'm. You were right. I mean... I said Embiid is more talented. Joker is more valuable. And if you don't see that, you don't know basketball. Even local folks are like, yeah, that's a pretty arrogant comment. It's not an arrogant comment at all. It's my opinion. It's true. If you don't see that... You don't know basketball. And I and to this day, I say, you don't know. If you don't see the value in what Joker brings to a team versus the talent that Embiid is, you don't understand the game. Embiid has a way better defensive presence. He is way more athletic He's than He's a highlight show. He's a highlight show. But all that being said, if I had them flip teams. Pick one player. The 76ers are better and the Nuggets are worse. That's the fact. I'll make it very easy on you. You you got one pick for a player long-term, your franchise player. Who are you picking? It's not a question. And, and, and I'm trying to remain as objective as I can, but I can't because we're buys. It, it's an easy pick for me because you got a guy that can do so much more. And, and you know what else is a factor there? How long can Embiid play at his size and the way he plays versus mm-hmm. Joker? Joker could play until he's a rocking chair guy. (laughs) No, Vic, I said this three years ago when this first MVP debate sparked up before either of them had an MVP to their name. I said, if you put these guys on different teams, we would be yelling in the same way that Philly yells. Of course. We would be. Because there is an inherent bias that's into all of this. But I don't think... I don't think I'm wrong here. They switch teams. Philly is a better team. He would get more out of Harden. He would get more out of Tyrese Maxey. He would get more out of these other guys that Philly has. Sure. Embiid would still be the same player. He'd get his 33, 35 a night, whatever yeah. it is, and you'd win a whole bunch of games, but it would be just him. Mm. It would be the Embiid guys, show. Guys, Joel Embiid took 31 shots. Do you know how many times in his career Nikola Jokic has taken more than 30 shots? In his career. I think they've all been when MBJ and Jamal were hurt. So what, two, two, three? I don't know the answer to that question. I asked that hoping you would know. Here's the thing, though. He took 31 shots. He made 18. I got no issue with it. When you oh, make 18 of 31, 
You yeah. make 18 to 31, no you take Keep as many shooting. shots as you want, and you can't throw the, the free throw merchant thing out there. Yeah. He had 10. That's below his average for a game. But we have to separate the MVP uh, race to what's important here. Yeah. Have your damn MVP. I don't care. It, it, did, did Joel Embiid steal the MVP from Joker after one game? I don't care. I'm at that point right now. Honest to God. Honest to God. If it means, and I said this going into the season, I said if Joker wins the MVP, I think fundamentally something's wrong because I don't think everybody's eaten enough. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Have it. Give me a championship. Or give me a chance to win a championship. You want to give me the honest treatment where he wins two in a row, he misses out on a third one, but he gets a championship instead? Take it. By all means, give me that. By all means. Um, again, as we're just kind of bouncing around here in the 9 o'clock hour, and texts are open for you, 303-504-0925. Did you happen to see last week, it was towards the end of last week, I think you were gone on Friday, but... Robert Sala was talking about hiring Hackett. So we just talked about Fangio being in, in Miami. Hackett mm-hmm. is now the OC in New York. There seemed to be a whole bunch of, like, convincing himself a little bit in, in his comments with Hackett. Did you happen to see those? No. Where I'll go back and find a few of them. But he's like, he's had success with every quarterback he's ever coached. And I go, well, I... Let's take it easy. <laughs> have you watched Have you watched this season? <laughs> the last 12 months might tell you something different. Say what you want about Hackett. I think he's fine. But that that did not go well. I don't think there's any question about that. But he was, um, he said, you got to be able to look to the past, uh, look past recency bias. You got to look past whatever, whatever you want to call Denver. But the fact is he got that opportunity because his life work as an offensive coordinator. And I'm like, well, what about the whatever you want to call Denver? I mean, again, it was bad enough to get canned before a full season. There's something to it. And there's something to the fact that once they brought in a new play caller late in the season that they actually looked better. Yeah. He also said um, that Hackett lost a political war in Denver. Yeah, I didn't understand that. That one confused me. It sounds like he's just trying to, like, it's going to be a hard sell to Jets fans. Like, this hire is going to be a hard uh-huh. sell. And I think he's trying to go to every avenue he can to say it wasn't on him. When I'm like, dude, it's kind of hard to argue a lot of the stuff that happened here and things that went wrong, whose fault that was. You're counting down the play clock as a home crowd because you can't get the play in on time. Whose fault is that? All it reminds me of is how many jobs are open in the NFL, right? Coaching ranks, there's coaching jobs everywhere. And yet every time one of these jobs comes open, we hear the same damn names. Isn't that, like, why is that? You make it to the mountaintop, you always have a job. Always. If you are a head coach in this league, you will always have a job in some capacity, somewhere, somehow. Immediately. No matter what happens. Immediately. No matter what happens. Like, Fangio's makes sense, right? Fangio was a very, very good defensive mind. He failed here because the offense couldn't work. But his defense has proven over years. Hell, people have stolen his defensive strategies. Yeah. Ejiro Evero is a product of the Vic Fangio defensive mind. And that's not to take anything away from him, but it's like, here's your starting point. It's pretty damn good. Exactly. Just keep it rolling. For at least Hackett, he had to almost reinvent an entire offense. Yeah. Um, anyway, 303-504-0925. One last question here before we get to a break. I make you John Lynch. You have to make a decision now. Your quarterback next year is who? 
Was, did you see enough out of Brock Purdy? Because I think that game, if he played well, if he had like three touchdowns, Vic, maybe that did put him over the top. Well, is, I don't know. Is Jimmy finally done? Jimmy's out. I think it's just Purdy or Lance. Well, you start there. It's going to be so difficult for you to give up three first-round picks on a guy. He plays like three games, and you say, nope, this is done. For the seventh-round pick that just came in spot duty. Mm -hmm. And look, played well. I wouldn't say great, but mm -hmm. didn't make mistakes. Just kept yeah. the team afloat the but, entire time. You know, it also goes to prove how important, how valuable team ball is, even to a quarterback. Oh, I'll yeah. give you case in point. The play in which Purdy got hurt. They were trying to pull off that play that we saw earlier in the playoffs where he fakes right, fakes left, guys all that time, and then he hits a tight end over the middle. That's what they were trying to do there. Remember that? Remember when they yep. – remember? And he didn't have enough time because Reddick came storming in from the left side. Has anybody had a better defensive start to the game than Hassan Reddick Holy did? Holy moly. He looked like Von Miller out there. He had like two sacks, a fumble recovery, a forced fumble, all in like five minutes of that game starting. Um, by the way, didn't mention this yet. How about with about three minutes left in the game when it's over, everybody knows it's over, and Trent Williams is just like, I feel like I just want to murk some people. Just kidding. So I'm going to grab them by the pads and throw them on top of their necks just about, because I can. How about homeboy trying to punch the ball out, like throwing oh my God. haymakers in there? That's so weird that that's allowed. You could punch as hard as you want as long as the ball's there. So uh, just for... Just a question. Punching gets you ejected from a game. Yes. If you throw a punch at somebody. So if you're punching at the football and you miss and you hit somebody in the jugular, can does you, that count? If the quarterback has the ball, can you start punching at him? That's what I'm asking. Like, some guy's being held up in the pile. I forget who it was, but some dude was just coming in there with left hands. Oh, hard. Oh, oh, as hard as he can. And you know what? Accurate. He hit the ball every time. But if you miss and you hit somebody in the throat, is that an ejection? If you're trying to go for the ball? Because that seems like that's a little skirting Dude, of the rule. Imagine how frustrated you are, though, if you're the San Francisco 49ers at that point. You know the game is over. You don't have a quarterback. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> I know. It's like you're only over. What are you supposed to do? Well, ask the Broncos who had Kendall Hinton for a game. They might give you an answer. All right, 303-504-0925. Um, again, a couple more things here before we get out, going back to the NFL and then the Avs and the Nuggets to ground. Five. Let's get to Doug, who's been waiting patiently. Hi, Doug. Hey, guys. A uh, couple things here. Uh, first, uh, the Broncos had a couple questions there, and then I'll go to the Nuggets real quick and uh, have you guys answer. Uh, the Broncos, if they bring in to Michael Ryan's, which I don't know if that's going to happen, but if they did, you'd have uh, Israel with Ryan's, two, two great guys. Who would they bring in as offensive coordinator? And the second question is, would uh, Jerry Roth Rothberg stay on the team? And then with the Nuggets, I think Nicola would take the NBA championship over any more um, most valuable players. I think he could really care less. I compare if Nicola was a great guitarist, he would be a rhythm player yeah. who feeds his drummer and his bass player and the keyboard player and the singer. Yeah. He gets everybody to work together. But when he needs to break into a lead guitar lick, he can do that. He should have done that in Philadelphia, broke into more of a lead guitarist. Mm -hmm. but I just coordinate, I, I correlate that with music because – Music, it's all about being connected and, and having that, that rhythm. And, and Nicola is the best at that. There's nobody better. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the call, Doug. Um, so first things first, the D'Amico the stuff, it sounds like he's going to Houston. 
So, I mean, that feels yeah. null and void anyway. I've seen a lot of that, though. It's like, well, what if we got this guy with Everose DC and Rosberg as special teams coordinator? I'm like, oh, all right. But, I mean, Evero's looking for a head coaching gig, too. You know what I mean? Like, he's gotten second interviews at two different places. Um, all of that just feels like a pipe dream. Because I think, first of all, I mean, you've seen the reports, Vic. It looks like D'Amico Ryans is going to Houston. Yeah. Uh, and the, there are rumors, by the way, with D'Amico Ryans, if he were headed here, there was a lot of whispers that Brian Greasy could be that yeah. OC. Which all of that remains to be seen. Like, I, I need to know who they're going to hire at, at HC first before I start talking about coordinator stuff because that's going to let everything else kind of fall in line. Secondly, there's no doubt that Jokic would give away – dude, Jokic would give away all of his MVPs for a finals, for a championship. Well, come on, man. I mean, it doesn't take a brain surgeon. Who wants the MVP more badly? Who wants it right now? Who's desperate for it? Embiid is desperate. Yeah. yeah. Nicole Jokic didn't care about the MVP last year. What makes you think he cares about it this year? I always hesitate to say he doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't, he's not appreciative or anything. He's a like results that. or if if his play nets an MVP, he cares. Yeah. But his goal in life isn't to win the MVP. Right. If that if that makes sense. Yep. That does. By the way, you said you had numbers for Yeah, I talked about, you know, taking 30 shots and what it does for you. And why Philly needs Embiid to shoot. And why that team make the makeup is different. Embiid has taken thirty plus shots in nine games. The Sixers are seven and two in those games. Mm -hmm. They need him to shoot. Nikola Jokic. Wait, is, nine games in his career, or this season? I don't know the answer okay. to that. All right. I would assume it's his. Well, it might be. Might this be year. this season. Yeah. I don't know because here's here's Joker stats. Scott, if, who sent me these? I don't know if these are. This year, no, this is Joker's career. Joker's career, he's taken 30-plus shots seven times in his career. Seven times. Mm -hmm. Do you know the Nuggets' record in those seven games? Probably not good. Three and four. They've lost more than they've won. Well, I think I can remember one of those games specifically. It's when he dropped 50 on Sacramento and they lost a couple yeah. years back. The last time he did it, April 5th, last year against San Antonio, they lost. 116-97. If Joker's shooting the ball 30-plus times, something's wrong. Yeah, I'm seeing Embiid's got four games with over 30 shot attempts this year. Yeah, nine total. They're seven and two. He's also got a lot of 26s, a lot of 28s, a lot of those mixed yeah. in. So when I say you don't understand the game, I mean you don't understand what each player brings to the game. Joker, Joker's not that kind of player. He's just not going to be. They only get compared because they play technically the same position. They and play it's so nowhere far near different. the same game. It's not even close. You saw early in the game, there were a couple instances where the Nuggets got off on the break and Joker raced up the court. Embiid was nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. It was 30 feet past him. He was nowhere to be found. He's trailing the play. Yeah. And it resulted in an easy bucket. So I'm sure Doc Rivers was like, hey, um, we're going to have to make a change there. And so they switched it to P.J. Tucker. And it's a, it's a really smart move. Sure it was. Because he stuck with him the entire time. Well, and Embiid was getting into a little bit of foul trouble. Um, you don't have to exert as much effort defensively when you can just kind of rover around near the mm -hmm. rim. Let's get one more call, though, before we get the fact checker. Uh, John is up next. Hi, John. Hi, good morning, guys. How are you? What's hey, going John. on? Listen, this whole MP taking so many shots thing, it's just ridiculous. I mean, seriously. By the way, you kept me on hold forever. Can't believe it. I love your show. 
I really miss Mojo. Right. Shut up, Mosier, you idiot. Yeah, very funny, Mosier. That is so stupid. First of all, you're not even supposed to be working today. What does that say about you? So this Second is, of all. This is your John Fox impression is I, what I'm getting? What, what, what is that voice? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is my normal voice. It's hard. You know, when you, you do a lot of talking in life, you, you get worn out. Hey, Moj, this doesn't count as a day off. Listen to me, Jerry. Is that what your plan is? Martin, Martin called me. I didn't call you. I'm supposed to be completely incognito, off doing my thing, nowhere to be found with an Navy SEAL team, and somehow Aleskowitz finds me, and I don't like it. It was weird. I got this text that said, hey, call me. (laughs) Hey, Mosher, uh, Super Bowl 41, what is that in Roman numerals? Super Bowl 41? Uh, Let's see. 3X, 4Xs and a 1? No. Eh. Wrong. They're not throwing four X's out there. Is there a U in there? A couple of V's? <laughs> uh, can I buy a vowel? Bye, Mosh. Thanks, Mosh. No, 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 no. Hold on a sec. This is not a day off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mosh. Yeah. All right. See him. Uh, so there you go. See, if you guys don't know what happens here, Mosher tries to skirt the system by saying this is now an appearance mm-hmm. on the show, so now it's not a day off. Mm-hmm. That's what he I'm going to check his timesheet. You should. I mean, he does that on the regular anyway, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he works. Uh, I got I got to boogie out at eight thirty mo- today. The moment I heard that voice, I didn't want to say anything derogatory because I didn't want to offend the poor guy. I was like, well, okay, the guy maybe he's got throat issue. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as he said, "I miss Moj," yeah. then I knew it was Moj. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Also, there wasn't really a point to the call. <laughs> uh, Embiid's ridiculous. I miss Moj. And then that was it. That was his big, grandiose sort of appearance. All right. What did you think about Terry Bradshaw doing the presentation of the NFC champion? I actually didn't even watch that part of it. Yeah. I I mean, I just saw the the Kelsey clips and stuff afterwards. Why? Bradshaw's done it before. He just went off on a tangent. It was just weird. He is Fox's version of Mosher, isn't he? He just kind of does what he wants, and they just go, "Ah, it's Terry being Terry. Yeah. Pretty much. By the way, how many guys do they have on that panel up there? The pre and I post game is that, dude. seven the, dudes. I noticed like, that. I mean, how many different people can you have analyze one game? Those aren't long shows either. It's like one guy gets to speak two times and then the show's over. It's a really weird setup that they have. All right, let's go to Zoom and talk to Jimmy, who's in uh, on his boat in Miami. All right, well, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Enough. Just give me a couple guys. Break the game down. All right, 303-504-0925. You got a fact checker, Marty? Marty monitors the mistakes in today's fact checker. Fact checker. Presented by Rock Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Your local home comfort specialists. Rockheating.com. Rock, bringing comfort home and simplifying your life. By the way, here's my text exchange with Mosier. He called, he texts me, should I call in and pull off the old Moj? <laughs> <laughs> What is that? I think that'll go poorly for you, but it might be funny. Okay, call me from break. Call me now. So he tried to throw you under the bus? Yeah. So he knew the bit didn't work, and then he had to blame you for it, I see. Yeah, that's my fault. That's actually my fault for calling him in the first place. You just said no. Fact check yourself. Yes. uh, So you guys are trying to do Roman numerals. (laughs) You're coming up with 57, and Vic only got all the way up to 27. 13 out of 57. This is Super Bowl. It's not a crazy percentage. X. (laughs) B-I-I. 
X. I don't, oh, wait, no. Nope, that would be 27. Yeah, 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 Plus on. 30. X? Nope, L. L. L is first. Damn it. L-X-X-V-I-I. I Why did I do work. the X's? You messed me up with the X's. Yep. Regardless. You got I mean, you, I, you had the X's in my head, and at that point, I was, I was crushing it. I was like, L is 50, okay. You know, I actually like that the NFL forces you to learn a numerical system that's been dead for centuries. Can I ask questions just about Roman numerals in the Latin language? I took Latin in high school, and I told you I remember four words. Why? Well, Latin actually helps you because uh, the it's root the of every word. The root yes. of every language is Latin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You ever have a, a conversation in Latin with somebody? Well, if you ever needed to know what the definition of agriculture was, you would know that in Latin, agricola is farmer. And then I just learned agriculture is what it is. So <laughs> what's the point? Helps with the SAT, I'm told. That's why I took it. What does the SAT help with? All these stupid little tests and games that people play. Somebody on the Twitch feed said, is that Aunt, is that Lindahl's shirt size? XXXLV. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey! Mosh, get off the Twitch feed. No kidding. You and your stupid Latin. I mean, I, I remember that. Every time you talk to somebody who took Latin, they would say, well, did you know that it's the root well, of all language? What did you take in high school? I took Spanish, a language that people speak. Yeah, that's true. I probably should have taken Spanish, too. Yeah. Latin didn't do me much good at all. Except for the one moment on a radio show where you could say, well, if you wanted to know where agriculture comes yeah. from, it's agriculture. I'll give you another one. Please don't. Puerile. Excuse me? If someone's puerile, puerile, puer is the word for boy in Latin. Name a single time in your life that you've used that word, the actual word, in a sentence. I'd rather get Mosher on the phone right now. This is, It's the equivalent of when you take math classes. You think back, you're like, why did I ever need to know what a cosine was? When have I ever used that in life, ever? Multiplication, addition, subtraction, division, all those, used them. Not once did I say, what's the sign of this angle? On, on the Twitch feed, nothing like a translucent guy walking around Cabo piecing together high school Spanish. <laughs> it is funny to watch. <laughs> Uno mas, por favor. Gracias, por todo. I'm still very beginner's level. I, I, I was actually, I was great at my Spanish classes until I took the, uh, I got all the way to Spanish four. Yeah. First day of class. She said, there'll be no English. This nope, is all I'm in out. Spanish. And I said, I will be dropping this yeah. immediately. Marty, Marty, what'd you take? I took French. You would. It was you the would, only you would. look like a guy you who would, would take, take French. French. Everybody yeah. knows the people yeah. who took French. Marty, well, for sure. Yeah. That's all they had. You can get a choice. Smoking cigarettes in class. This is the way you properly speak the language. <laughs> Nerd. I mean, not as nerdy as the Latin speakers, but see, yeah, Spanish. I don't know what agriculture is in, in French. I knew Span I knew North Denver Spanish. Vato, Hito, you're my Hito. Hey, Brett, you're my Hito. Yeah, you're a stupido. Uh, 303-504-0925. Text line's open for you guys. Keep listening to us today. Dempsey and Company coming up next. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We love you very much. Goodbye.
Right, says Malone. Coach Malone. In my eight years, I think you've seen us go from a nobody to an upstart to a winner and now to a contender. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 has Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. Later this morning at 1020 with Dempsey.